This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Donald Trump addressed an issue that recently occurred here in Alabama. Trump weighed in on a ruling that came out of the Alabama State Supreme Court. Trump did so while he was speaking at a rally in South Carolina. He mentioned the ruling that requires clinics to protect and regulate their in vitro fertilization program further since the embryos have been ruled to be unborn children and are therefore protected under the state's pro-life constitutional amendment. Since the Alabama Supreme Court issued the ruling, several IVF clinics have closed or put a pause on their programs due to the liability they could be exposed to if they don't treat or care for those embryos as unborn children. Trump called on state lawmakers to find a legislative solution that helps couples become parents and for Americans to have more babies. Alabama, it's been a big story. Like the overwhelming majority of Americans, including the vast majority of Republican, conservatives, Christians, and pro-life Americans, I strongly support the availability of IVF for couples who are trying to have a precious little beautiful baby. I support it. And today I'm calling on the Alabama legislature to act quickly to find an immediate solution to preserve the availability of IVF in Alabama, and I'm sure they're going to do that. The Republican Party should always be on the side of the miracle of life and the side of mothers and fathers and beautiful little babies have to be on that side. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall is also weighing in on that recent decision coming from the Alabama State Supreme Court. Marshall says he does not have any plans or intentions of prosecuting IVF clinics following that ruling. The whole case stems from a couple in Mobile whose frozen embryos were destroyed at an IVF clinic unbeknownst to them. The couple were suing for damages and appealed all the way up to the State Supreme Court, which ruled in their favor after they identified those embryos as unborn life. A Montgomery lawyer is writing for 1819 News, a reminder to Alabamians of all the times in state history that legalized gambling resulted in mass corruption. Bart Harmon revisited the assassination of Albert Patterson, who was killed in Phoenix City in 1954 for opposing gambling and its criminal influences. Patterson was seeking to crack down on illegal gambling in that city. He was gunned down in broad daylight shortly after he announced that he was going to run for state attorney general. Patterson knew he was up against hostile forces within the gambling industry and gave himself a 100 to 1 chance of even being sworn in as an attorney general. Sadly, his predicted death came true. Harmon also writes about something more recent, the imprisonment of Alabama Governor Don Siegelman back in 2006. Siegelman made a deal to help health care administrator Richard Scrushy get the necessary approval to be placed on the Certificate of Need Board, and in exchange for that move, a $500,000 contribution will be given to Siegelman's Education Lottery Foundation. Also in 2010, two lobbyists in Montgomery were charged with bribing state lawmakers to support the gambling legislation that was offered then. The amount of money money that was being offered was in the millions, and the bribery attempts involved several state legislators. Harmon concludes that it's a bad bet to think that corruptive influences will not be deeply attached to any gambling legislation under consideration now in the state legislature. 
A 30-year-old cold case has been solved in DeKalb County through the use of forensics and DNA data. Skeletal remains that were found in December of 1991 are now confirmed to be that of 22-year-old Rainbow Canyon King of Kentucky. King's remains were found by a hunter in the woods. WAFF News reports that back in 2022, the DeKalb County Sheriff's Office utilized a genealogy analyst to conduct a forensic DNA search. And that is when a family member in Kentucky had a match. The family was then contacted and the identity of King was confirmed. The cause of death for King was determined to be suicide. Well, there is a constitutional amendment that Alabamians will be considering on the upcoming March 5th primary ballot. That amendment has to do with the order and timing of the Alabama legislature in passing the two major state budgets. The amendment would determine whether it should be done before any other regional or local bills are considered or after. The whole issue is called the Budget Isolation Resolution. Voters will be asked to vote either yes or no in favor of the BIR. If a voter chooses yes, that means that they're in favor of local bills being addressed within the legislative process with with a simple majority vote, and that can be done before the education or general fund budgets are passed. If a person votes no on the BIR amendment, then then it would require a 60% vote of state lawmakers in order for any type of bill to be considered before the two big budgets are dealt with. You can read more details on this constitutional amendment at 1890news.com. It's an article written by Jim Ziegler. In national news, the Republican presidential primary race continues with Trump gaining his fourth victory in the state of South Carolina this past weekend. Trump won 50 delegates from the winner-take-all primary in that state. He crushed Nikki Haley in her own home state, where she was a two-term governor. The final numbers for Trump in voting percentages was 59% to Haley getting 40%. Keep in mind with those percentages that South Carolina has an open primary, and with Joe Biden having no challengers in his own party's primary, it left a lot of Democrats with time on their hands and the opportunity to cross over and interfere with the Republican primary if they wanted to vote against Trump. I was just informed that we got double the number of votes that has ever been received in the great state of South Carolina. So. A CBS exit poll in South Carolina showed that 87 percent of Republican primary voters do not think that Joe Biden legitimately won in 2020. 81 percent believe that immigration is the most important issue to be addressed. And within that poll, Trump pulled 84 percent of the very conservative voters, 73 percent of those with no college degree. And he won the female vote over Nikki Haley by a two to one margin. And by the way, Super Tuesday is just around the corner. It happens on March 5th and will involve 16 states, including the southern states of Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, Texas, and Arkansas. Super Tuesday also includes Colorado and Maine, which are both states that have recently removed Trump's name from the Republican primary ballot. So hopefully the U.S. Supreme Court rules this week on the issue since Trump and his attorneys have appealed the whole case to that high court. The House Judiciary Committee has issued a subpoena to the Secretary of Health and Human Services, Javier Becerra, for questions on possible concealment of gang affiliations among the illegal aliens being processed at the U.S.-Mexico border. The committee is seeking answers on case files within the HHS of unaccompanied alien children who have been charged with criminal activity after they were released into the U.S. interior by HHS. 
The questions from the committee members and staff comes after documents and case files from the HHS were viewed, but the redactions were so extensive it seemed designed to cover up what was really being said within those documents. The committee members say that in some cases, information was redacted that was explicitly requested by the committee to be given to them, rendering the information that was given all but useless. Committee Chairman Jim Jordan wrote in the subpoena letter to Becerra that Congress is constitutionally ordained to provide oversight to the HHS and whether or not unvetted illegal minors have been allowed to continue with criminal acts here in the U.S. Also happening within the House Judiciary Committee, Chairman Jim Jordan of Ohio revealed over the weekend while speaking at the CPAC conference in D.C. that a whistleblower has come forth from within the Fulton County District Attorney's Office to provide more information on the questionable actions of D.A. Fannie Willis. Jordan spoke with former White House political director Matt Schlapp. The whistleblower, uh, I think she's like four foot eleven, but Fonnie Willis had seven police like escort her out when when she fired this lady, because this lady raised the concern that Miss Willis was not spending federal funds and the not following the grant, uh, the rules of the grant and in, in, in the grant dollars in the in the appropriate manner. So uh, she raised this concern, and then Fonnie Willis fired her. She's now talking with our office, and we'll see where that goes. And in case you missed the latest developments in that whole Fulton County case just before the weekend, the defense attorneys in the case that D.A. Willis is bringing against Donald Trump dropped bombshell cell phone records into the disqualification hearing that's being held against Willis and her special prosecutor, Nathan Wade. Those cell phone records show that Wade made thousands of calls and texts to Willis during an 11-month period back in 2021. He also visited her condo at least 35 times. This all happened before Willis hired Wade as special prosecutor in the case against Trump. The defense is seeking to establish that the romantic relationship between Willis and Wade happened before 2022 when he was hired. The defense is suggesting that Willis hired Wade in a nepotistic manner due to this relationship and was able to benefit from that hiring since Wade Wade would then use his generous taxpayer-funded salary to take Willis on cruises and vacations. A ruling in California court gives a victory to the parents of the Temecula Unified School District in that state, well, at least until liberal Democrats start to appeal to a higher court. The judge has ruled that a school district can ban the teaching of critical race theory within that school district and that parents and guardians must be notified by the school staff if their child shows signs of gender dysphoria by seeking to change their gender within official school documents. Judge Eric Keene of the Superior Court of Riverside County issued the ruling, which upholds the school district's new policies, and he refused to issue a temporary injunction at the request of the liberal activists who are challenging these policies. A Colorado state lawmaker is disgusted with the Democrats in his state, and for very good reason. State Representative Scott Bottoms posted a video on social media about the battle that America is facing because Democrats and the Democrat Party have no moral clarity or conviction when it comes to condemning the sexual torture, rape, and enslavement of small children. I'm discouraged about my job as a representative and also just what happens here at the Capitol. We sat in a committee all day discussing whether or not somebody that buys little children, these are two, three, four, five-year-old kids, they buy them for sex, that we... Trying to get a bill through, Representative Bradley sent one through, that was going to put these buyers in jail. Right now, most of the time, they get off on probation. Almost all the time, they get off on probation after buying a child and raping a little child. And we tried to say, well, they need to at least serve a minimum of four years. And then we sat and listened to the Democrats fight against this bill, fight against putting these people in jail, and came up with all kinds of reasons, including 
that these buyers are victims themselves. This is very discouraging, and it's also very disgusting for me that they would actually defend this. And then they voted completely along party lines. The Democrats voted 100% that they did not want to put these pedophiles in jail. They defended the pedophiles. This is why it's so difficult sometimes to do what we do around here. We know we're on the side of right, we know we're on the side of morality. And we get shot down by, I do not understand the thought process behind this, but we do get shot down. This is why I would encourage you to do a few things to help us with this. First, if you believe in prayer at all, please pray. We are fighting truly dark forces here. This is not okay. This is evil stuff that we're dealing with. And if you have the ability to come up and testify on bills or anything like this, please do so. Your voice is very important to what we're trying to accomplish right here. We are a minority, but with you, we become a powerful force. Donald Trump talked about the sickness that is afflicting the leaders in our nation when he was speaking at the National Religious Broadcasters Conference in Tennessee. That was all this past weekend. This time, the greatest threat is not from the outside of our country. I really believe this. It's from within. It's the people from within our country that are more dangerous than the people outside. We can handle China. We can handle Russia. We can handle all of them if you have a smart leader. But the inside people are very dangerous. They're very sick people, in my opinion, in many cases. They're sick. I'm here today because I know that to achieve victory in this fight, just like in the battles of the past, we still need the hand of our Lord and the grace of Almighty God. We have to have that. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 